Good afternoon evening. or evening morning. or morning. It's when, a generic uh, time in the world of YouTube. Podcast. Yes. Nobody knows. It could be three o'clock in the morning for you now if you're listening. And I'm going to put on my special voice in case you're not looking at us on YouTube. Oh, uh, if you would like to see erotic. us, if you would like to see us, um, yeah, head over to Nadia Sawala and Family YouTube channel because we put these up in glorious Technicolor vision. Subscribe, um, subscribe. Yeah, and hit the subscribe button and the notification bell, and then you'll always know when something is coming up from us. We do all sorts there. Gardening, film reviews, whatever tickles our fancy. Showbiz. Or tickles Mark's fancy. Agony aunt and uncle. Yeah, we do a whole lot of stuff over there. But we do love our podcasts. Mm. We do love our podcasts. We are going to try very hard to make them a bit more regular. Yes. But we do so much. It's yeah. really hard. Um, so what we've done the last couple of podcasts is surprise each other with a question. So the other one has no idea what it is. And today it's my turn. We don't even know if it was my turn last time, but we don't care how to do it. We've just decided no, it was my turn last time because it was plastic surgery. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what I want to talk about, and literally, Mark's got his Mr. Happy T-shirt on and everything could go severely boobs up when I bring up this topic because it's the thing that both of us are both drawn together, both being Scorpios by, and also repelled from each other because mm. we're both so terrified of it. Can you guess what I want to talk about? From that, no. Gluten. <laughs> <laughs> no, not gluten. Death. Can oh. I move this over a bit? Because I can't see you properly. Yeah, go on. I'm just taking the shot. There you go. I'm just moving you over a podcast. But if on YouTube, you'll have felt that. You'll have seen that. Um, death. And what's going to happen? That's cheery. When I was already feeling a little bit down today, so let's go. Let's just go for it. <clears throat> and what we're going to do when the other one's gone? And how do we feel about that? And who's going to go first? And what do you want in your funeral? Mm. We haven't even done a blooming will. Christ, there's a lot we there, isn't there? do not talk about this at all. Well, hang on, we talk about death all the time. Yeah, that's true, but we don't talk about it in a productive way. We don't talk about way. the practical consequences. No, no, a pragmatic it, no. way, no. No. Why don't we? Because I think we're so scared of it. Well, I don't. I think it's because we're children. I think yeah. it's because we're all adult children. I think there are certain types of grown-ups who are grown-ups, and those are the kind of grown-ups that I find really intimidating in the world. Yeah. And then there are grown-ups who, who, okay, you could say are just irresponsible and childish, such as ourselves, or you could say are fully in touch with the fact that actually being a grown-up is a total lie, because actually we're all bloody petrified, we know a little more than we did before and we're all going to bloody die. I said so, to Maddie the other day when she was worrying about something, I said, Maddie, you do realise me and Daddy are just adult children. We don't know what the hell's going on well, about anything. The thing, that, like, the thing that really liberates me about all this sort of stuff is, I can't remember who said it, but someone once said, we're all experiencing what we're experiencing for the first time. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. yeah, you know, we try and learn from others. We try and follow social norms and all that. And, okay, it's very responsible to have a pension. It's very responsible to have written your will. But there are kind of compelling reasons, practical reasons as to why we haven't written a will. We did, here's the thing, we did go and actually sit in a solicitor's office and have the first conversation about drawing up a will. It ended with us both in tears. <laughs> And you're looking at my ring saying, oh my God, who's going to actually have that? <laughs> well, where do we start with this? Okay. Who do you think is going to die first? 
That's a really hard one. Who do you think would be better able? Here's the thing, if I relapsed, I'd die rapidly. Mm. That is a fact. And I'm, yeah. I'm not saying that in a facetious way, but I often think about this. You know, we sometimes toy with the idea of, you know, people, people often say to me, what if you were to pick up a drink? I mean, the biggest literal threat to our lives is my addiction in terms of the two of us and what mm. could get us in the short term. Addiction and depression, conflation, terrible. Yeah. Um, so for me, you know, looking after that is critical. So that's really important you really look after yourself. Well, it's it? critical, but also it, it sometimes feels like a huge, huge burden of responsibility because something like death can hang over an addict in a very odd way because, you know, to the outside world, it's just like, oh, he's just had a drink. You know, how many times do people say to me, what would happen if you just have a drink? The kids say, but why don't you, if you were to not literally have a drink, but if you were to just have a drink? It was very hard to relate, just have a drink at the table at that point where I'd probably have a really nice evening to six months down the line being dead. Mm. Or in a nut house, or life having completely, radically, you know, irreversibly changed, and, and all, you know, suicide. All these sorts of things are possibilities with addiction. So death and who it hits first isn't an easy, is an easy thing to answer. That's about me staying able. No, but what do you ever have because if I'm honest, I always think it would be better if you went first. But Why? then when I think about it, I think, <laughs> I'm getting oh my competitive God. now. Why? I would think, oh my God, I just cannot imagine a life without you. But can I ask you why? Because I don't think you'd. I suppose because I would worry that you would pick up a drink if I Ah, uh, so you're worried that the addiction thing would kick in after you died. Mm. Uh, that's interesting. See, it's a, it's, it's a funny subject, death, in a family that has an addict or an alcoholic in it. Because in you saying that, I couldn't put my hand on my heart and say that my recovery and sobriety was strong enough to cope. And yet... I would, do, I would move heaven and high water yeah. for, to cope for the children, of course. Exactly. I mean, you know, that, that, there's no bigger, more compelling reason. And I think you would. And I think I, think I would. You would stay sober. I think you would stay sober because of the children. <clears throat> but I suppose if you think about our life together... It's a gamble. I think if you think about our life together... There's more obvious... It's more... To the outside world, it would look like... I save you all the time, right? If you mm. just look at it from the outside, uh, you have <clears throat> anxiety, you have depression that you've spoken about, addiction, all these things. But you're a very high-functioning person. Mm. You're, <clears throat> you know, you're successful, you're hard-working, you're a very present husband, you're a very present father. You are, out of everyone I know, when they talk about their partners, there is nobody that measures up to you in any way, shape or form. So you are absolutely, with all of these things, you are the best. Mm. It's like I overheard Maddie saying the other day to somebody, you literally couldn't find a better father. No, I don't. That's really sweet. <laughs> no, but she did. I was I overheard her saying that. Mm. She said, you literally couldn't find anyone better than my dad. So, so all of that, but I suppose from my position, because I know everything... I worry, I worry about your vulnerability, but then when I think about that, 
I think about, people don't realise, of course, because I look like, because I am the rescuer and because of all of mm. that, people don't realise how much I depend on you. Mm. Because it's not as obvious. With, with it's, it's much more obvious, isn't it, if somebody's gone to rehab and somebody's done all of this stuff. But for me, it's not. I mean, I, all of where I am today, with my career, with my... Well, with everything, I just couldn't imagine how I would have got here without you being who you are. I mean, you've helped... Edu I'm educated in a way that I wasn't. I have a completely different outlook and attitude to life because of you. So then I get back to, oh, my God. Well, really, there isn't one that's strong enough to bear the other one dying. What we're going to have to do is both die together. But as you say that, I'm not entirely certain how... I sustain you because I have a sort of underlying sense that I have contributed to your life. But because you do do this thing of holding at arm's length and don't really and want to be the rescuer and want to be the looker after and want to be all of those things, I do feel myself sustaining and looking after in the background. But it feels like it has to be done by such stealth, and then it becomes such sort of in such obscure ways that, I mean, for example, I know for a fact, and you've said it quite a few times, that if I hadn't got sober and done all of the kind of things that made, led, led to that, you'd, you know, your life too was ricocheting off into all sorts of excesses mm. and, and lifestyle choices that, you know, whether it be around food or around drink or whatever, which just weren't sustaining you. Mm. So, you know, I do, I do recognise that I brought that. I do, I also, yeah, obviously I'm sort That's of... like whenever you say to me, Thank you, you saved my life, or we'll say you saved mine. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not a one way street when somebody gets sober at all. But, because whoever's with the person that's not sober, yeah. they've got a whole load of issues themselves, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I certainly did. I mean I suppose I mean an interesting one is who would go first? Who would cope better? Who would cope better? Well, on a practical level, I don't know if you remember when one was at school and you'd be in classes and with kids from other classes, they say, you're going to die first. And you'd be like, why are you oh, saying yeah, that? that? And they go, did you and they used to say, say because you're, you're older than me and you're going to die first. Yeah, you're like, well, and, and then, of course, I remember some smart ass saying, not if you got hit by a bus. And you'd be like, yeah. And I remember running around thinking this was the most wonderful argument killer. <laughs> not if you got get hit by a bus. It's like, but on a practical level, you're six slash seven years older than me. And I don't exercise like you do. Well, I mean, I, you know, I run every day, but I mean, I didn't exercise for many years. I smoked, is, I drank, I mm. you know, did far too many bad, bad things, badly. I did things badly and bigly. Um, and I worry to this day that my lungs are going to pack out because of you how much know, I smoked. You don't know, you're going to go into no, 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 all the things the, I worry about. This got. is the fact of the matter. I had asthma and I smoked for years. I mean, <sighs> and then got an pneumonia and carried on smoking. A, no, I didn't get pneumonia when I was smoking. I got but pneumonia as a kid. A yeah, double pneumonia. I was in a bubble. What were you thinking? So, utterly, utterly ridiculous, you know? Yeah. We've done stuff that would, that means we deserve to die. So in terms of who will die first, I think one can't say, I mean... No, but know. who do you think... You know, when you see other couples, don't you? You always think, mm, I know which one... Uh, I mean, I can think of a couple that I know, that you know as well, I won't say their names, and we've always thought that he was going to go first, and then she had that... Massive heart attack. Mm. We never imagined he oh, had yeah. heart problems all his life. <clears throat> and then she was the one that had the heart attack. I know, but there's that thing that happens with a lot of people where you say, we used to think it with Nan and Dad, that, you know, Dad's the vulnerable one, he's had four coronaries, da-da-da-da. Nan, it'll surprise us and Nan will go. And it didn't yes, happen. Yeah. It didn't, didn't go that way. It ran the way, you know, we all try and, we all try and outsmart death. We can't. We can't. No. And 
I don't think there's any way we could say who would. Yeah, Donald because you look at people that have been super healthy all their life and mm. they suddenly get. Sometimes I'm on runs and, I'll and get, then they die. I'm on a run and, and I get so a sudden unfair. pain in my chest. And I think, what the hell will happen if I keel over now? I mean, I'll tell you what I need to get is one of those bands with a number on. Because if I was found on the street just kind of palpitating. I don't. Yeah, no, I exactly. don't like this topic. Well, anyway, so let's forget who's going to die first. <laughs> We've done a whole podcast just on ha- not yeah, knowing who's, who's going to die. die. Okay. But how, how we'd cope. I mean, you say you'd prefer okay, it. You'd prefer it if I died first. Why don't is that we what you s- said? No, no. No, not prefer. Did I say that? That's not what I meant. I, I can't imagine a life without you. Well, no, I don't think either of us want to imagine a life without each other. I don't want you to die. <laughs> I don't want you to die. I feel sad we're not, now. We're not going to die. We're not going <gasps> to... Okay, well, let's lighten it up a bit. I don't know what you would want for your funeral. Well, I know the, the one and thing This I, is a really important thing. Well, it really surprised me the other week when you suddenly sort of... But you do change with the wind, so it's kind of... Well, you do have wind. Um, where you... You suddenly said you wanted to be buried. Did I? Yes. And it was just like at the dinner table. And you know, no, as a couple, sometimes is... you feel a proud ownership of certain sort of intimate details you know about each other. And then suddenly you will say something and announce it at the table. And it's a complete reversal on whatever I thought was the... Yeah, you said you wanted to be buried. Do you want me to tell you what I want? Yeah. I want a Captain Fantastic burial movie that we love, love, love. Okay. We should do a review on that, actually, on our okay. YouTube channel. Do you want to be burnt on a... No, no, Hillside. I don't want, I want, I want, I want that song. I want Maddie to sing that oh, song. Oh, Metallica song. Sweet Is it Metallica or Guns N' Roses? Guns N' Roses, yeah. Oh, sweet child of mine. And I just want people to be happy and I want people to wear, I want people to cry if they want to cry. I don't want it to be too controlling when people say, oh, I don't want people to cry. But I don't want people wearing black. I don't want it serious. Mm. I don't want it serious. I want lots of food and drink and... Hilarity. Am I, yeah, am and I want I, people to say amazing things about should me. Should I partake in the drink? I want people also to say amazing things about me. Well, I want people to say about how awful I was too. Because that will prove to me that you can be, it's all right to be both things. Because I always worry about people think I'm a good person, but how much of a bad person I am. So I want people to say that I'm bad. What was awful about me as well as what was good about me. Because then I'll really feel they love me anyway. But you'll be dead. And I don't know if that'd, be, partic- I don't know if that'd be particularly nice for your children. It, well, might be, it might be what you want, but isn't a funeral more about what's well, right, required for the just, people left behind? Just do whatever you want for my funeral. <laughs> just you do whatever you Is want. Is there any music? Oh, you want that, that song? You want that song sung? Well, again, I don't want to be too prescriptive because I do think... I mean, be we had this with Nanny sure. Thelma, didn't we, where she didn't want food and she didn't want this and she didn't want that. And I said, well, what about us? Isn't it about how we cope with our grief? So, yes, definitely. What I would like is Sweet Child of Mine. If I just had that, I'd love that. And what do you want? Do you want to be buried or do you want to be burnt? I don't think I mind. I think whatever's okay for you. See, I think... But some people feel very, very, very spooked by burial. So, So if you feel spooked, then just have what helps, whatever makes it okay for you. I have a very clear sense of what... Because I can just imagine you being, oh my God, this makes me really upset now. What made you? What made you catch yourself? Well, you know, because the thing is that, and the one, because I'm just imagining everyone doing my funeral. Because I can think on the one part, in the one way, I would want to say yes, you do it. But I know what I know because I know what you're like, and it will drive you insane, and you'll just work too hard for it and everything. So maybe it is easier. And recently, um, over the last year, a couple of 
people at work that have lost people have said, oh my God, please, please be really specific about what you want for your funeral because it's been a nightmare, the arguments about the music, the arguments about this, the arguments about mm. that. So I, I think that it is important probably that we are very specific and then say, if there's anything extra you want to do, you, want, you can do mm. because people argue about it. Mm. What about you? What do you want? Well, I mean, it's often a question people ask themselves, don't they? They say, well, who, how many people and who's, who's going to come to my funeral? My life has changed so dramatically in such a profound way that there would have once been a time where a funeral for me would have I had mean, a wake people. of hundreds of people. I know. Probably half of Soho would have come, quite literally, and that's not an exaggeration. And we're now at a place where a handful of people would come because money, and that, without wanting to go there, gives me the greatest sadness in some ways, but the greatest liberation in others. So well, without, and the reason for without, that is you got sober, and yeah. everyone you knew was a drinker and was mm. too much of a drinker. Yeah, they so didn't, you, didn't want to face it in themselves. You've literally put yourself almost into a reluctant loneliness to it's, keep yourself <clears throat> safe. It's the loneliness of the non-drinker. I know. The loneliness of the long-distance non-drinker. I know. Because the longer you don't drink, the fewer and fewer people you meet and know who haven't drunk for so long. I know. It's very weird. Um, so, putting numbers of people aside, I think numbers is all about ego. Uh, I know that there would be some very, very, very dear friends there. I would want everyone to have the most appropriate event for themselves. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I'm a bit like my nan. I wouldn't, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't mind. I would want whatever made everyone else feel, feel happy. In terms of what happens to my body, I want to be burned. Do you have to say it like that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, like nan used to say, sling me in the woods. Yeah, and it used to really upset everyone. Nobody wanted to sing her in the woods. I want to be cremated, but then I do want to be put into four beautifully crafted, um, you know, the egg timers. For some reason, Nadia thought I meant the egg timers that you turn on electric thing. You know, the... What electric thing? When I said I want to be turned into an egg timer, he said, oh, I didn't realise you meant the, the things that you turn upside down and the sand falls through. I did. You didn't. You said I thought you meant an egg timer, like a wind-up egg timer. No, no, that is an egg timer. That's what no, I mean I when I say an egg timer, no, a sand thing that you no, no. Of course I wouldn't have thought an electric. How would you have got you into an electric egg timer? Well, that's what I timer. always thought, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, so four egg timers that, or, or timekeepers, you know. Have I got the, one? Oh, well, five. Five, sorry. Excuse well, me? Oh, yeah, I'm assuming that you're already dead. <laughs> kind of answered that question. Oh, right. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. dead. Everyone else has got an egg timer. Well, the kids have. No, you can... Yeah, five. Turn me into five. Now, I know what will happen hang on, hang then. Hang on a minute. This what happens not... if someone breaks one? Well, they're going to so, have to sweep it up. No, no, no. So I've got a backup plan. So they'll actually make ten out of me. I don't think and they should. That and makes it not special. No, and then a they'll backup, have... Yeah, though. substitute. No, Substitute weird. egg timers. What remains that's weird. In it. You could still have a box that maybe if somebody did break it... Because if... You know what our lot are like? They think if they can break it, they'll break it and get another one. Well, we've got another one up, up by the bloody cornflakes. The reason I like that and the reason I want that is because I've been obsessed with the passage of time and how time runs out and how things end and da-da-da-da. And this was a way of somehow being eternal. I think that's quite poetic. You look like you're going to be sick. I'm just thinking about I'm thinking about 
what would I actually think? I mean, I would do, because it's in glass, you'd be looking at it and you'd be mm. thinking, that's... That's Mark pouring through Except, that. of course, we know it's not, because yeah. it's your soul. So anyway, but, but the actual funeral, you don't have specifics of all the sorts of music no, I and mean, everything you want. Yeah, but I've got so many pieces of music that depending on the day, it well, changes Well, this is what I mean. It's going to Right, so if you drop dead today running... I know the kids uh, all would choose just told good me music. I know the girls would choose music that was appropriate to me. I know they would. They all know the music I like. Honestly, they do. I mean, um, but yeah. But why... So that doesn't answer. So we've talked about our funerals. What, what about our wills? Well, let's not talk about a will. Let's say that's a separate podcast. Really? I don't like talking about wills. How would you cope, literally, if I died tomorrow? I wouldn't. I don't think. I just can't imagine it, as I said earlier. I, I just... Like you say, everyone thinks of, like, oh, you know, how would Mark cope? It's that classic thing. But because people don't realise how much you support me and and what a team we are. Mm. And some people would call us codependent, and I'm sure like Shrinks would call us codependent. I actually don't give a shit. So do people if not people think, think I support you? Well, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying at all, but I'm saying immediately, if you look at our situation. I'm the cripple. Because, no, but because, because you've talked openly about the stuff that I know, you no, have. But that, I, say, I don't say that facetiously. That's yeah. the danger with opening up on all but, of these but, platforms but people, about this stuff. But I, I, I would say that I wake up every morning feeling very anxious and very mm. worried about my day and very, mm. and I and I work that out. And, and that would be, you know, very, very difficult for me. I mean, and yeah, on an emotional level, I mean, you are... I don't like to call you a best friend because I don't think... And I've spoken about this on the show, actually. I don't think your partner should be your best friend because you also want them to be your lover. And I think if you just make your partner your best friend, it's not... I don't know. I agree. But I, you, I... Are, you are... You're more than a best friend. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, you're more than a, a best friend is something that you would tell every little thing to that I wouldn't tell every little mm. thing to you because I want there to be a specialness between us. So it transcends friendship. It is, you know, we are just companions. No, not even companions. It's just everything I go to say. It sounds really crass, but we're just we are just two parts of one thing, and I can't mm. imagine. Do I prop you up at all? Do I ever... Because you, you, the reason I ask that is you, you, you rarely... It feels like you rarely let me be the support that I more often would like to be. I, don't, I think you... I think we choose the partners we want. I think you chose somebody that wasn't going to be needy. Mm. Because you are somebody that is more needy with not that in the immediate understanding of that, oh, you're so needy, yeah. but you chose me for a reason and I chose you for a reason. And I think we, we give each other what that was. You know, you, you actually, um, you spent a lifetime looking after your mum, really, in lots of ways, haven't you? You've mm. often said that you felt like you had a child with your mum. Mm. So you were always going to choose a woman that was very like, what? Who? Hell? Yeah. You were going to choose that. Of course you were. Yeah. Um, mm. I wanted my mum to be more dominant in her relationship when I was growing up. So I am a dominant, I am an alpha female. Mm. 
you know, I am an alpha female. Yeah, that doesn't mean that sometimes I don't just, I just wish that I could just go, oh God, I'm in a real state, can somebody look after me? But I don't think I can't change the goalposts, move the goalposts like that, because I'm not that, that's not what our contract is, if you like. But you're talking about yourself as though you're an unchanging, fixed entity. That's who you are and that's what I am. And yet most, no, most of really. our relationship has been about me seeking change. No, what I was trying to say with that was that, that I didn't explain it very well, is that, so it's not obvious that you do, but you really do. And if you weren't here, the carpet would be completely taken out from under my feet. So when you say you don't let me look after mm. you, I do. But mm. it's not in an obvious way. Well, I'm, no, not no, gonna, no. I'm not going to fall into your arms broken and say, sort you... out this for me. No, no, no. no. I'm not saying not that you do. I'm... Because I, I genuinely know how I support I, I feel that I yeah, support you by exactly. stealth. Yeah, exactly. Whether it be through, you know, exactly. the kids, what the kids, you know, how I can help with the kids in a different way. You're very practical. I try to be a bit more, I don't know, sort of... I don't know, you know, intellectual or academic or whatever with whatever it is they're doing. And, and, and you know, and, and likewise with work and career and, and friendships and things like that, you know, I try and, I try and help you in, in, in as many ways as I can without yeah. you feeling it's coming at you direct. Yeah, but we've, through our marriage, we've come to that, mm. haven't we? Mm. And we found the way because we do, and listen, folks, if you are with somebody thinking, why is this bloke like this? You chose them. If you are with this woman, you chose them. Mm. I really do believe we do. When people say to me, oh, it's such a commitment phobe. I say, oh, so you like commitment phobes? Mm. What do you mean? No, I don't want a commitment phobe. We do, because you chose one. If you choose that cake or I that agree. cake or that cake, you've chosen them. I agree, but... We it... fundamentally know, I think, what our partner it... is when we choose them. I agree, but partners that are like what they are like when you choose them can change and because they change that's where relationships need to be flexible and or evolve I suppose is a better yeah, evolve. word isn't it? and I, I think you need to evolve you know evolution has to happen on both sides yeah and I think it has I mean mm. my god when you think how much we've grown and changed mm. and evolved and sometimes when things flash up to me from the past and when our relationship was really bad and I've thought about this quite a lot recently, actually, we should do a podcast on that. And I push it away because I don't want to remember how angry I felt or how sad I felt or how mm. at our lowest times, and it will have been exactly the same for you. Mm. And I keep saying to myself today, in these thoughts that I have, just embrace it, don't push it away. Mm. Say so that was part of it. No relationship is all rosy. Accept it and see where you are now and accept that you have both evolved and changed and learnt how to get on and learnt to accept each other and... I don't want like these dark shadows of how I used to feel, you know? And in a sort of summing up sort of phase, I'm a great believer in making up before you go to bed because a lot of people die in their sleep. A lot of people can die, you know, death come, death, death doesn't always come as a diagnosis followed by six months of prep and, and deep sadness. I'm not so, you know, mm. it doesn't always Rachel come like that. Rachel said to me yesterday, she completes, a friend, very good friend of ours, she completely believes that we choose our death. Mm. I said, do you think so? She said, absolutely. Mm. Every death you've had, you've chosen it somewhere. <gasps> well, I haven't chosen one yet, so I don't, I'm not sitting here thinking, no, oh, yeah. Not consciously. No, no, I know that. I know that, but even subconsciously, I like to plug if into If you're going to ask me if we can always go to bed without having had a row. No, I'm just no, asking that when we've had a row. Because sometimes I'm too annoyed to make up before I go no, to No, what sleep. I am saying is, is that when you say goodbye to people, you know, always have a, a thought at the back of your mind, this might be the last time. Not like me when I open the door, I go, go on, just go and trip. 
can't. Because you can't have it. People can't have it always. You can't say live every day as though it's your last. And then by, when you, by saying that, you've got to embrace the prospect that if it is my last, they could die. If I was to say that, you'd be like, that's so gloomy. That's so pessimistic. That's so Maddie dark. said to me the other day, if I live every day that it like, like it's my last, I'm going to be miserable all the time because I'll be really sad it was my last day. That's so true. <laughs> I think on that note, we end it.